every year, the United States gives over $3 billion in foreign military aid to Israel. Monday and Tuesday, 26 Palestinians were murdered by the Israeli state and nine of those individuals were children. I want kids to live. No matter where you are in the world, children should live. So, yes, Palestinian lives matter. Way down deep inside of me. Paid a pretty penny for my thoughts. I'm hard away with grandma. I'm so um, today I'm rocking with the bottle that I've been looking for for a while. Um, Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof Tennessee whiskey. Yes, it's barrel twice, but it's pretty, pretty good. I'd heard about it. I'd heard it was great. I'm not a big Jack Daniels fan. If you've heard me on this before you've heard me say that number seven the general jack daniels which is what i was introduced to what i recognize as jack daniels it just doesn't do anything wowing for me it's a decent whiskey it's not it's not terrible but it doesn't knock my socks off however this one this one does it this one and Another I'll have later on this season, the Sinatra Select. Both of those are, are good choices when you're, t- when you're talking about Tennessee whiskeys. Today, I would like to discuss a topic that one of my closest advisors advised me against discussing because of our current climate of cancel culture um, and just of getting blacklisted you know before you said cancel culture you were getting blacklisted or blackballed but i i feel compelled this week to discuss it to record on it and actually i recorded an episode last season on it that never got released because bro was like yeah you can't say that stuff i'm saying it so Today's topic is a war on occupation. I am and was raised in the Christian faith. Um, I was raised in the Southern Baptist Church, um, Black Baptist, not the evangelical, I hate Baptist, or or the, the less abrasive, but also less vocal in regards to justice and equity tradition of of many southern white baptist preachers that's not where i was raised i was raised in the the tradition of dr king and and those folks i have since allowed my spiritual walk to develop to mature stepped away from the church for a while in college came back when i got down to charlotte and then really got engaged at Berean Baptist or the Berean experience in Raleigh, North Carolina when I, when I came back home 
because once I came back to the church, especially in this area, um, and to the, the specific church that I was at, it allowed me and encouraged me to question tradition and look more to the word for answers. A lot of our traditions as Christians are based on a Eurocentric worldview. And I just, when I was in college, I was questioning that. Right? I have a degree in African American studies. Um, and so I question a lot of the Eurocentrism that America teaches and pushes on us. Even to the point that now, you know, the government is trying to uh, see what they're going to do about critical race theory being taught in schools. So really criticizing white supremacy. They're saying we shouldn't do that. This isn't what today is about, right? I'm trying to give y'all my religious background before I jump into this episode about the war on occupation. Over the past couple days, there's been some civil unrest which turned into military and militia unrest on the Gaza Strip. Monday and Tuesday, 26 Palestinians were murdered by the Israeli state and nine of those individuals were children. At least 130 Israeli strikes on Monday and Tuesday led to the deaths of that those 26 Palestinians. In addition, 122 others were injured. This is coming directly from the New York Times. Israel is pushing Palestinian citizens, landowners, homeowners out of their homes. They're allowing people to be evicted without due process um, or without real reason. And just to, to give some background, this all started after World War II, right? Well, it's been going on for, for centuries. Uh, the fight for the land is the reason for Holy Crusades for at least, what, probably 1,500 years. Um, not necessarily 2,000, not since the death of Christ, but soon after we've been fighting either it be Christians and Hebrews or Christians and Muslims or Muslims and Hebrews like there's been fighting in that region for thousands of years and we're really just coming to a point where it once again as it has so often is just blowing up. So, came to the History Channel just to give y'all a little bit of background. I am knowledgeable of it, but I want to make sure I give you all sources that you can look up yourselves. The Gaza Strip is the 140-mile stretch of land located along the Mediterranean coast between Egypt and Israel. It has endured decades of protest military operations and violence as Israel and the Palestinian Authority have both asserted the right to control the area. It is separated by Israel from Jerusalem, which holds deep religious and cultural significance for both Arabs and Jews. 
with both Israel and Palestinians claiming Jerusalem as a capital city. I'm gonna, gonna jump back to what what really set this thing off in the the modern sense. Before Israel became a nation, the majority of people dwelling in the region were Palestinians, Arabs who lived in what was then known as Palestine. On May 14, 1948, Israel was officially declared a state, making the first Jewish state in over 2,000 years. Just one day later, war broke out between Israel and five Arab countries, Jordan, Iraq, Syria, Egypt, and Lebanon. At the end of this conflict, known as the 1948 Arab-Israeli War, Egypt was given control of the Gaza Strip. In the aftermath of the war, scholars estimate that more than 700,000 Palestinians left or were forced to flee their homes in the newly formed Jewish Israel. Thousands of Palestinian refugees settled in the Gaza Strip. Many were essentially trapped between two countries, Egypt and Israel, that wouldn't grant them easy passage. Every year, the United States gives billions in foreign military aid to Israel. Literally, over $3 billion in aid every year. This foreign military aid allows for what happened over the past couple days. Our tax dollars as American citizens paid for the deaths of those nine children. And that that to me is not only unreasonable but it it is unforgivable people say mind your own business well I am minding my business I'm minding the tax dollars that are paying for the deaths of children I'm minding the future of this nation's soul people are being evicted from their homes to this day in Palestine by a world power that chooses to assert itself in a region that it once was not active. It's colonization. We're going to call it what it is. Whether you feel you have the right to it or not, you have colonized the land. I'm choosing my words very carefully, right? Because this is a touchy topic. And a lot of the times when you challenge the state of Israel, you are accused of anti-Semitism look I have nothing against Jewish people I have some really great Jewish friends and I hate saying stuff like that because white people say hey I have black friends this isn't about them being Jewish I could give a damn about their religion um, like you know more power to them believe what you believe my issue is not with their position as far as religion goes my issue is with the fact that any attempt to hold the state of Israel accountable you are accused of anti-semitism and one of two things happen either you be quiet or you get blacklisted come on this is a foreign power it's a foreign affairs like I can speak out against the fact that these people are doing wrong these people are hurting people children are dying and no one is being held accountable out of fear that you will be seen as a racist no I want, I want kids to live no matter where you are in the world children should live 
children should have the chance to grow up and live safe, healthy, fear-free lives. All children, black children, brown children, Israeli children, Palestinian children, you know, Asian children. We should not grow up in cultures where anyone feels that because of the color of their skin, because of their religion, because of their belief system, because of their economic status, that they don't have the chance to grow, to thrive, to learn, to be themselves, because of their their how they identify as far as their gender goes. All of these things play into someone's identity. And if at their most impressionable and their youngest, they're taught that they are less than, how do you think they're going to grow up and think about themselves? What do you think that, that breeds? That breeds anger. That breeds hate. We wonder why there is so much terrorism against the United States of America, because we breed anger and we breed hate in people and we make them not love themselves. Well, that's what Israel is doing right now to the Palestinians. They're telling Palestinian children that their lives are worth less. Well, Palestinian lives matter. I'm just trying to hold people accountable and no one has the right to kill children. And if no one's being held accountable for that, and if the UN isn't going to step in, then it's up to people like me and like you to really, really make some noise. To ask why the United States of America is giving $3.8 billion per year in foreign military aid to a nation that isn't ours when we have our own issues to deal with. And I wonder if you know what it means. When they're using those dollars to harm women and children. And I get it. Palestine, I'm sure, or excuse me, Palestinian people have also um, done things that, that they shouldn't have. Nobody is ever 100% right. I'm sure that they have militias that are working against uh, the Israeli government. But when you're targeting citizens and you're targeting communities of civilians, I I really think that we have to, to say, hey, hold on. This stops here. Who am I but, but a general uh, citizen taxpayer? But I also know that I want my dollars placed in in the space of doing good and if it's if that's not happening then we got we got an issue i'm going to read this tweet and it is um it's controversial but it's, it's something to think about right i'm not saying that it's right or wrong i, I would in no way shape or form compare what Israel is doing right now to the Palestinian people to what was done to them by Nazi Germany because that's not even a fair comparison but let's let's look at it this way right this tweet is from someone who uh, I just happened to stumble across across his response says unfortunately the lesson Israel has learned from their horrendous treatment by others is how to apply similar horrendous treatment to the Palestinians by killing their children bulldozing their homes and stealing their lands a democracy that live fired on unarmed civilians in tweet the thing is there are palestinian children being killed there are palestinian homes that are being bulldozed and there is palestinian land that is being stolen 
Israel don't fall into the same cycle of genocide that your people experienced. Don't do it. Like, love. What the f***? Just love. And that, that Palestine, love, just love. Let's stop all of this war. Let's stop stepping on other people's lands. Matter of fact, the land isn't even ours. The land is here. The land is the earth's. We should be sharing it, but instead we spend our time fighting like animals over territory. Why can't we just get along? Why can't we say your faith is your faith, my faith is my faith, and guess what we're going to do? We're going to coexist for the future of generations to come so that they don't have to continue to see death and see blood and see hate and see poverty and see hunger. We've got to seek joy. We've got to seek balance. Until we do that, I don't know. I don't know how we are going to ever get on the same page. To those nine children who passed, I'm sorry that we couldn't do more as citizens of the United States of America who helped to sponsor that state-sponsored terrorism against you. To the father I read about who's waited for the past nearly 10 months for his child to be born who was killed in those airstrikes and whose son was born four hours later. I'm sorry, bro. I just had my son. I get to hold my son. I get to see him grow. You don't. I apologize. This should not be happening in 2021. How have we not evolved past the point of violence, murder, colonization? How have we we not stepped into a new era of human social interaction? We've got all the tools. We've got ways to end hunger. We've got the resources. We've got the money. We've got the willpower. Shoot, there are, are restaurant employees across the United States of America right now who said, we're not taking this anymore. What if we did that across the world? What if we said, we are not taking the narrative that we have to fight each other anymore we're not going to live in fear we're going to live in love let's stop letting these world powers and world powers being a few very strategic individuals dictate how 99.7% of us live our lives let's not do it I love y'all I want peace I want peace in the Middle East I want peace in the United States of America. I I want peace. I want, you know what? (laughs) Check this out. I want a lot of people to lose their jobs. I want a whole lot of people to lose their jobs. I would love for, for law enforcement officers to lose their jobs. I would love for military personnel to lose their jobs. I would love for them to be able to use their skills for something better. I would love for them to be able to use their skills in peaceful situations to only worry about saving lives that are in danger because of natural causes. Right. 
I just, I want better for us. And if you don't, maybe you need to reevaluate your humanity. And now for this episode's Adventures with Avery. Cool story real quick. Uh, This week, Avery got to meet his best friend. You know, some cultures have arranged marriages. Well, you know, I'm big on arranged friendships. Um, Sean is my best friend. Call him about everything. Tell him everything. He knows me front to back like a book that he's read 28 times. Um, And same thing, like I can predict what he's going to do. And I will tell him before that that's a good or a bad decision most of the time. We share information, we share knowledge, and we are right now going through the process of being fathers at the same time of children of of similar ages. Now, Sean has two boys on me. Uh, He's got a a 12-year-old. Shout out to KJ. Happy belated birthday, even though I talked to you yesterday. Shout out to you. Just turned 12. And then he's got Caden. Caden is four years old and energetic as can be. Whereas KJ is real cool and, and coming into his, well, he's in his preteen, coming into his teenage years. So, um, great boys, both of them in their own right. Very different in personality, but also so similar. KJ is a really great big brother to Caden. And now Caden is a great big brother to Kingsley. So Kingsley was born two days before my birthday, born December 1st, 2020. And it's just so exciting because Kingsley and Avery now, hopefully they can be friends. Hopefully they can be really tight and like brothers, like Sean and I are. Um, I'm really excited for them to go on this journey of manhood together. You know, first infanthood um, and then moving into into their teenage years together and and manhood Sean and I actually were just joking about the fact that we were going to have them pledge online together Um, now what organization Uh, Sean's a Kappa I'm an Alpha most of my family full of Kappas but we're going to make them uh, good brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated Um, have them be numbers one and two or two and three, I think two and three, because Sean and I are three, so one of them, whoever gets bigger first, can be three. But yeah, that was that was cool, man. It was cool to see the two of us in the same position, same place in life, and just excited about raising new boys in this crazy ass world. The Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast is a subsidiary of Daniels Development and Branding, LLC. Here for all of your fundraising strategy and creative storytelling needs. Connect with us online at dollarsandstories.com.